With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Does Monday at the office feel like a storm? Not with Microsoft Copilot. That feeling when Copilot gets everyone up to speed instantly? It's sunny again. When Copilot simplifies complex data so your teams can act, that sun's shining on a beach. And when Copilot uncovers hidden insights, you're on that beach with your people and you find buried treasure. That's Microsoft Copilot. Learn more at Microsoft.com slash AI for all. Give yourself a reason to look forward to going to the mailbox each week with a PW Torch newsletter paper copy subscription. Details at pwtorch.com slash paper copy. It's 12 pages every week packed with my TV reports along with exclusive features such as my cover story on the top story of the week, our pay-per-view roundtable reviews from the Torch staff, exclusive feature-length columns from Greg Parks, Rich Fan, Sean Radikin, Alan Cunahan, and Zach Hadorn, Torch Talk transcripts, the latest news, and more. pwtorch.com slash paper copy. Take a break from screen time and settle in every week with a mega dose of wrestling news and analysis with a Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter, paper copy edition, in the year 2022. You can get a full year of home delivery for just $99. Or try us for an eight-week trial subscription. pwtorch.com slash paper copy. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Now, PW Torch and Spreaker bring you the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show. It's time to talk this week's WWE Friday Night Smackdown on Fox. All right, Travis, we've got some uh, developments when it comes to the Elimination Chamber, which is uh, for the men's side, which is setting up a challenger for Seth Rollins. 
Uh, so we'll talk about that. Also at Bailey's first official babyface promo in a while with uh, an angle uh, to cover there. We have uh, the take challenger set up for Elimination Chamber and uh, and more on the show. But they open with Paul Levesque, uh addressing what happened last night at the WrestleMania 40 kickoff show, the pseudo press conference event. And he kind of reasserted his authority after seeming to uh, kind of cower in the presence of The Rock at the end of last night's kickoff show. And he said, um, there's only one place and only one person who can have answers for what uh, what's going to happen next. And right now you're looking at him. And uh, he just leaned into the camera. So I thought that was good. I think it needed to be done. I thought Rock just walked in and, and everyone just looked like, okay, this is a big star. He controls the place. Uh, Levesque pushing back on that a little bit. And then it, it led to uh, the, the announcement of the men's elimination chamber because it's time to figure out who will be challenging Seth. So, Travis, I'll throw to you kind of open-ended, just setting the table a little bit there in terms of some high points on the show. But what what stood out to you about the decision to open the show with Levesque, how he came across, how he addressed what happened, reaffirming for anyone confused, which included two or three panelists last night, that yes, Rock, excuse me, um, Roman versus Cody is the match, the main event of WrestleMania, and then pivoting to uh, to all the people who are in qualifying matches for the men's chamber. Yeah, well, one, I don't think Triple H cowered yesterday uh, to to the Rock. He just. He was standing there. Rock came by. He continued to stand there with the same posture and facial I, I expression. I thought he looked like Adam Pierce before Rock showed up. Like, hey, people are going through this for themselves. It's chaos. He was kind of challenging, challenging the middle manager who lost control. And, I mean, the Rock did get in his face. And Hunter just was sort of like, uh, okay. Like, he didn't really show any aggression or spine. He, You're right. He stood there. But, I don't know. I thought CM Punk should have been more hard on Lebec than than Cody, who at least had to be restrained. And another thing, is this the first time or is it just my first time noticing on WWE TV, official TV, SmackDown Raw or pay-per-view, or, you know, premium live event or something like that, that Triple H's uh, the graphic said Paul Triple H Levesque instead of just Triple H like it's always been or is I understand they would do that on something like the kickoff show last night or uh, but on TV it's always been Triple H right even in the last few years yeah they've been referring to him as Paul Triple H Levesque in press releases to the media outside the narrative structure of the storytelling of the show and now they're blending that and this might have been the first time i'm not sure but i i I I think think so so. i think so okay yeah i because i don't pay super close attention to those kinds of details anymore uh so i I thought maybe i was just late but yeah Yeah. uh, if i'm not the only one okay um and i and i thought he addressed address things in a a way that uh that needed to be addressed like kind of like Kind of like what you said, uh, in a tone that that made made everybody know. Also, there was some, you know, at least to fans in the know, which God, who isn't, <laughs> who doesn't know what's going on with WWE behind the scenes. Um, it was something like that, like, "Hey, I'm I'm the guy now. There is no, you know, they don't mention his name even in that press release, or even in the thing the night before or last night in Vegas." The Triple H is doing the whole 40 years of WrestleMania. I was like, oh, they're going to do this whole thing. And they just can't, of course, mention Vince McMahon. And, you know, he was able to cut that whole 
promo do that whole intro about WrestleMania's history without you know, <laughs> mentioning or alluding to to, to Vince. Um, but yeah, no, the opening segment uh, tonight was was good, well done, and I even liked all all this and Pierce out there flanking him. And it was just official, and they played it the way it needed to be played. Yeah, and 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 it's I think it's interesting because I think a lot of people are thinking, well. It's going to be Seth and Cody against Roman and Rock on night one of WrestleMania, and then Cody versus Reigns in night two. That's been, I wouldn't say it's the conventional wisdom or the most popular theory, but it's out there. Um, and in part because the panel, you know, like I think Big E just goes, are we going to get a tag match with those four? Um, and so setting up the Elimination Chamber and... And saying, hey, you know, we got to figure out a challenger for Seth. That doesn't negate Seth wrestling in that tag match because you could have Seth defending on night two. But I don't know if they want to have Reigns wrestle twice and Seth wrestle twice on mm-hmm. uh, on WrestleMania weekend. So this did seem to, I think, it should steer the conversation for now. There's a long journey to go here away from Seth being involved, especially because they didn't follow up on it. Seth didn't come out and talk about, how dare Rock do this, or Cody's my guy now, or... You know, At least enemy, not yet. Yeah, enemies bring us together. At least not yet. So, for the moment, and we've learned <laughs> over the last mm-hmm. two weeks, um, nothing is set in stone. And I think WWE's aware that that's the image they're giving off, the impression they're giving off, and that's why Cole yeah. kept trying to tell his panelists, no, it's Cody versus Roman. That's set. <laughs> I mean, you know, every, all three other, Pat Biggie, Pat McAfee, and CM Punk, at least two of the three, I think all three were like, so what's going on? All right, what, do we know? And Cole's like, yes, there's one thing that should be clear. Cody chose Roman. But it makes sense because last week Cody said not at WrestleMania, and they just sort of pretended he didn't say that for the last yeah, week. Yeah, yeah. Um, but this, I mean, for however they got there, it's been bumpy, it's been messy, Um the match is back, Travis. I mean, we can. It's like officials. Cody is going to finish his story, potentially. Mm-hmm. He's going to have a chance <laughs> now against Roman Reigns. That match is on, barring injury, or suddenly fans chanting "Cody sucks" and "Go away, Cody" or something, <laughs> which isn't going to happen. <laughs> It'd be a funny. It'd actually be a great. Thank so- you for giving us exactly what we wanted. Now we don't want it immediately. <laughs> what a great social experiment that would be. Just yeah. the whole WWE universe turns on Cody out of nowhere, just like and they did Triple in AEW. Could you imagine him like, wait a second, <laughs> all the maneuvering that I did to to to, uh, to to position things in a way that not only made sense but pleased at least most everybody. Yeah, that would be. He, I think he just flip the fans off and be like you know what <laughs> yeah <laughs> screw you guys so this is interesting because john cena got booed by like 90 percent of the male fans for however many years uh roman reigns got booed as the number one push baby face by vince mcmahon who just was stubborn wouldn't, wouldn't mess with either of those formulas i mean cena you know they both obviously were part of had successful aspects to it even with the pol- polarizing crowds um and then Daniel Bryan, like, you know, I mean, the authority, Triple H and Stephanie, just on a weekly basis, just snickering and demeaning him and patri- condescending him and, and you know, laughing at fans. Basically, who Rock was saying the the, the Cody crybabies were, it, it, that's mm-hmm. what he would have called them the Daniel Bryan, I don't know, whatever alliteration you yeah. came up with, crybabies. Yeah. And he, what we have here is no Vince McMahon. And yeah. Paul Levesque says, I heard you. We're going to change. It's, we, it yeah. won't make any sense. It's not going to take us... You know, months 
<laughs> weeks and yes. bad TV and bad promos and or, or not bad pro bad segments in which you know the authority Kane and Steph and Triple H are in there calling Brian a goat face and all that and then finally three weeks before WrestleMania going okay fine you win right <laughs> and you know it doesn't make any sense to not to do this and let's position it and make it seem like ah this is where we were going the whole time like I don't know let's just uh, let's be nimble. And 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 not alienate a gigantic portion of our fan base at a time where the most eyes are on us. Yeah, now as simple as that. And, and part of it is the Rock is getting embarrassed out there. I mean, I think he's adjusted fine. You know, he's very good at being a heel, and and and, and it's been fun. It's been yes, fun entertaining i'm not saying i'm gleefully watching rock fail as a baby face yeah. um because frankly it's just he just it doesn't make sense like he did he didn't do anything that there was no there's no reason for the fans and any kind of you know when you're just looking from the outside to 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 boo the rock like, you didn't do anything to deserve that except be the rock and be successful and people are mad that and, and, and for reasons and i get that not just making fun of folks being crybabies and stuff but it was kind of tantrumish i and i don't blame the rock and ari Emanuel and shapiro and khan i mean they don't watch the product every week they just think oh there's wrestlers who are popular wrestlers who aren't if they work full-time they're not big stars because if they were big stars they'd have roman schedule rock schedule um and if rock comes in my god he's larger than life his q rating is off the charts internationally of course he's bigger than cody and you have to understand if you're them, that's not how pro wrestling works. Pro wrestling fans like to pick their guys. And Cody is the current starter on a winning football team. And Rock is, you know, a retired guy showing up and going, well, I'm I'm a bigger star because of all my Super Bowl rings. And, and I've been in movies. And the fans are like, yeah, our, we'll go with our starter who got us to the championship game. Yeah. We like this guy now. And, and I mean... I don't. I mean, should they know better? Yes, but I don't really blame them for it because I, I didn't predict this level of a reaction. I don't think this is as much anti-rock, although there's some sentiment out there for sure. I mean, he is this, you know, the person. Just rock alone has a little bit more baggage now than he has in the past. But Cody's just that popular, and they told this is a credit to Cody. It's the story that's that, exactly that being told yes. that they don't want interrupted because okay, rock's around like. Because it fits Rock's good schedule. enough reason. Yeah, that's, that's the thing. It, it is. It's, it's totally that. It's okay. It's I'm so busy with my movies and all my thing, but I, and and I want to come back now. It'll work for me. It has to be WrestleMania, and of course, it has to be Roman. And in Rock's mind, my God, the Roman stories outlasted Cody. People have been talking about Rock Reigns for way longer than Cody's been around. So I get it. I, don't, I mean. It just didn't work out. And actually, I give Rock credit. It was a little embarrassing, you know, um, a little humbling, perhaps, um, to have the crowd reject him as he's doing his bit. He goes on McAfee, and he tries to say, okay, if you're going to boo me, I am framing you as a big wuss who would rather sit at your computer and tweet hashtags than have sex with your wife or play football with your son. So I framed anyone who boos me in the most emasculating, embarrassing way in Rock's macho world that he can. And it didn't work at all. He's standing there in, in Vegas in the crowd. There's nobody who's going, yeah, I'm not a Cody crybaby. I'm on Team Rock now. Cause well, Rock... I don't know. Rock got his cheers. Yeah. 20% max. I think he got more cheers before he actually came out. 
than he did once he came out and opened his mouth. Yeah, and was and he had that weird. Pre- I mean, it was just this kind of because he was w- doing I, that. I'm uh, stand here and like wait for the reaction that's not coming. That's a problem. Yes, <laughs> like, he, way he, too many times. If you do that once so. during a five minute pro eight minute promo, fine. But to do it three, four times, like 20 seconds <laughs> at a time, you're just silent, listening to a relatively silent crowd. Yeah, it's going to get weird and awkward. And yeah. And and, and it was fun because he's standing there recalibrating. I mean, he's re- like, okay, there isn't right. a let's go Rocky, Rocky sucks chant or we want Cody, we want Rock. It's a Rocky sucks, we want Cody. Rocky sucks, we want Cody. There are little scattered Rocky chants in there, but but not enough to really come through and and change the narrative it it didn't affirm also the, the venue and the people that were in the audience and stuff it wasn't ex- it was obviously geared towards wrestling fans but yes. was that you know if you do percentage one the most of the people there are are like a ton i can't imagine less than you know a third of the people there are media and you know oh, way smaller yeah yeah. Okay, but still, they're a sizable audience, and you know, sitting there, you know, they're not going to be whooping and hooping and hollering, or at least they and, shouldn't be. Yeah. Uh, and, and then the rest of the folks there, tourists. You got to imagine a lot of tourist folks, and you know, I think a lot of them are WWE fans who who live in Vegas, who would normally fill the building for oh, SmackDown sure. and oh, Raw, yeah, 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 and it's yeah. free, and we get to see Rock in person. I got nothing better to do. Want to, or I shouldn't say nothing better to do. If you live in Vegas, you always, have, you always have something to Vegas. do. What? Yeah, it was four, like four in the afternoon, like yeah. five in the afternoon. Yeah, you know. so you, you go, you go after work, you leave work early, yeah. you go and you go see Rock in person and Cody, and then you go, you know, do a show or gamble or drive home, whatever. So I don't want to belabor that point. I just think Rock's recalibrating. He he tried to steer things a little bit, didn't work out. He's gonna be like, do he knows in his mind he's you know joining Reigns later and being anti Cody, but I think he was kind of hoping that he'd have the fans in the palm of his hand, and he didn't. But you know. All's well that ends well. I mean, WrestleMania is going to be huge. They're going to, whatever they end up doing, um, you know, it's going to be great. I mean, having Cody Reigns back just takes the monkey off their back. The fans are not resenting the brand right now. And Rock can just tell his story and the fans are going to be happy. So, um, you know. What about, what about Elimination Chamber? Why was this a big, a big issue, a big deal four weeks ago, six weeks ago, oh, right, Vegas, or I'm sorry, uh, Australia have rolled out the red carpet for The Rock, and that was a big talking point in how the matches were being positioned. It was right around before and after Rock said his head-of-the-table line on, on Raw. And now we're just completely forgetting that why can't there be a match? That tag match everybody's talking about, oh. why can't that be in Perth? It can, and I'm not. I mean, yeah. I'm not. I'm not ruling it out. But I mean, Rock is not planning. But nobody. We didn't. That wasn't a one of the things you. You know. You wouldn't watch tonight's show. Immediately go there. You wouldn't watch tonight's show and think they're laying the groundwork for that. Tonight's show, yes, you wouldn't. Yeah. Tonight, yeah, yeah, they didn't. Uh, and and I don't think they need to. I don't. I don't think Rock's gonna. I don't think Rock and Reigns are gonna team up, or Cody's gonna face Rock. I'm sorry, Cody's not going to battle Reigns. Or, I don't think they're doing the tag match. I think the Elimination Chamber is going to be what it is. Cody can beat Rock at, at Elimination Chamber. And, and uh, you know, the, I don't know. I, I'm not, <laughs> I think you're underestimating match. Rock's dictating no, of what he's I willing to do and wants to do. Not, not, I don't think Rock is there to make Cody a bigger star. I think Rock is there to have some fun and not do jobs. Shouldn't he be? What's the, what's he there for? 
Rock's there to do what Rock wants to make to himself do. a bigger star. Like, uh, no, he's already the biggest star ever. Like, now all you can do is make somebody else a bigger star. I just don't think that's his agenda. <laughs> I just, I, I don't what get this. What is he there for? Like, on the board and 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 and, and all those things. Like, as a fifty-something-year-old, you know, f- former full-time wrestler, like, <laughs> why else would you be there to to go over to have your hand raised at the end? Like, I think what? he want. I think he wants to have the biggest WrestleMania main event ever against Roman Reigns. I don't think he wants to wrestle twice. And and that now is off the table. They're going to do whatever they're going to do. There's, you know, things are changing. But I think Rock came into this going, uh, the biggest match you can have, it's been, ha- it's been brewing for years, is me against Roman. Let's make it happen. Oh, wait, there's a Cody story. Ruffles, feathers are going to be ruffled. So late December, how do we make this work? January drops a bomb that... A lot, you know, very few people knew it was coming about head of the table. Then he laid low for in a little bit. And then the news broke us, you know, we're over on a weekend. Oh, yeah, Rock's going to, Rock has asserted his, his power um, mm-hmm. and influence. And he's friends with people in high places. And we're derailing Cody. I mean, it was a mess. And, you know, and the, people are kind of hung up on why would Cody win the Rumble. Well, and I don't have all, the, I can't connect all the dots. But I don't, I think the rationale was we can't have Rock show up and screw up Cody winning the Rumble. So we'll tell this story of Cody, you know, back, you know, saying, I'm going to give it to Rock. I'll, I'll, I've earned my match against Roman. It will assure fans Cody can complete the story another date. Everyone completely mis- mis- uh, underestimated how much fans needed that match to be at Mania. But Cody won because they didn't want it to seem like a double whammy. Rock not only is taking Cody's spot, but he's taking away his Rumble win. So I think they thought they were placating fans by giving Cody the Rumble win, not realizing that set expectations all up. Do, all that does is enhance the the angst of him not being yes. in the match that he that rightfully deserves because he earned it 25, 30 years of history and all they that. Know that they know that now. They knew that now, but I Ari... Know they didn't know that two weeks ago. Because, weeks, whenever. We're, because we can't take Cody's Rumble win away from him or fans who rebel and think Rock is, is hot-shotting. So we're going to have Cody give the match storyline-wise to Rock after winning the Rumble, and when he wins the Rumble, that's going to guarantee fans that he will get a shot against Roman at a later time, so it'll soften the blow that it won't be at WrestleMania, because it's not like we're abandoning it entirely. I do think that was their rationale. They learned it didn't work. I get why the people making that decision thought it would work, but I would have, in the room, have said, this won't work, and here's why. Do you, th- do you think Triple H was that guy in the room saying, this isn't going to work, and, yes. and, and was like, when it goes... Yes. You know, tits up. Guarantee me you let me get us out of this in a way that makes makes sense. And <laughs> I don't know if he know. went that far, but I, I yeah, mean, he's got to yeah. be diplomatic. He knows that. He had to be diplomatic with Vince all these years. And he's mastered right. He's mastered being emasculated by somebody while doing but a now good he's, job. But now he's in the position of, I know more than you. Like, I'm, yep. I'm, you know, he's the guy that forgot more than you know, or however that, that phrase goes. So it's a, it's a bit different. You know, his diplom- diplomacy has to be, you know, from a position of, you, you know, I know what I'm doing, right? <laughs> like, you're not teaching me anything. You're not my mentor here, Nick Khan or Rock or whoever. Well, there's... There's some history. There's, there's some history there with Rock and Hunter. Oh, for sure. And for sure. and and I just I'm getting the feeling that Rock walks into these situations not looking for new information, but to be listened to and to have people make what he wants to happen happen because in his mind it's obviously the best thing. Um, and I, I, it sounds like I'm framing it negatively, and I mean it probably should be, but there's also something 
to it, <laughs> given what he's accomplished and who he is. And you can kind of see why he wouldn't come in and go, catch me up on what's going on and how can I help get Cody over? But he, he knows he knows he needs to do that. Like, if anybody should know, it should be a guy, who, you know, they celebrate, you know, put the big family tree up. Somebody born into the business. You don't know that you just can't show up, you know, uh, that's years people, later that's without being plugged think. in. You, like, that's we, what we, there's history bill watts i mean it's yeah. there's articles and think pieces written about when these things happen yeah yeah and it and it happens and it sometimes it, it happens again happen. travis despite such knowledge and i think we saw that here let's uh, let's pause good conversation good start let's pause let's introduce ourselves formally here and we'll get with the numbers and email and then we'll get to phone calls and uh see where uh, our listeners lead us. We have an outside correspondent who is at this moment watching Cody's dark match. So we'll be hearing from him momentarily also to get uh, his impression of how things went inside the building, including the fans booing when Heyman said Rock and Reigns will be on SmackDown next week in Utah, which, of course, Logan <laughs> Paul is like, Utah? Only 4% of universities in the U.S. are R1 research institutions, and Temple University is one of them. This means 100% of students have the opportunity to participate in hands-on learning and research with world-class faculty. With over 600 academic programs across 17 schools and colleges, Philadelphia's largest public university provides students with a rich variety of opportunities and propels graduates to succeed in their careers. Temple University. Schedule a campus tour today at admissions.temple.edu. visit Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. We invite you to email the show with feedback or questions or comments. That email address is wadekellerpodcast at pwtorch.com. That's wadekellerpodcast at pwtorch.com. Also welcome your feedback on Twitter. You can follow us on Twitter at pwtorch and follow me at the Wade Keller. That's at pwtorch and at the Wade Keller. With Lucky Landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby. Mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa. Take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. 
Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. This is the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show for Friday, February 9th, 2024. I'm Wade Keller, host of the show, editor, publisher, and founder of the Pro Wrestling Torch newsletter, the website pwtorch.com. The host of the Wade Keller Podcast and post shows and some VIP exclusive shows like today's episode of The Fix with Todd Martin just for VIP members. Last night's episode, over an hour, hour and a half with Rich Fan discussing uh, shortly after the uh, WrestleMania uh, kickoff show occurred. We, we uh, recorded everything with Rich and Wade for VIP members. I also did a Wade Keller Hotline earlier today with additional information, um, insights, uh, backstage reaction to everything that happened Thursday night just for VIP members. Uh, welcome to our, our new subscribers, and you can become one. PWTorch.com slash GoVIP. Come on in. Be a VIP here. Uh, unlock access to everything we do. And it's a nice bonus. You get access to our library. Uh, 35 years of, of podcasts, hundreds of retro radio shows from the 90s, um, long-form uh, transcribed and audio torch talk interviews with some of Prosing's biggest names on and off camera over the years, including the aforementioned Bill Watts, and, uh, and, and also access to our newsletter collection dating back to the late 1980s, pwtorch.com slash govip. Subscribe now. Catch up on our coverage this week. If you're on social media, you can see uh, a scattered comments from people complimenting our coverage. I think we've been... Um, a step ahead or uh, accurate in retrospect um, in, in a lot of what we've been saying and how we've been framing things um, uh, during the course of, of this uh, first two months of the year. First, feels like two months, the first month and a week of, uh, of this new year. So uh, stay up to date and, uh, and, and be entertained with, uh, I think, some really good uh, analysis and coverage as we head into, a, as we continue through a very exciting season. Uh, the other voice you hear on the show is Travis Bryant of the PW Torch East Coast cast. I feel like we should have a t-shirt like Drew McIntyre does, Travis, um, for that. Uh, but welcome. Welcome to the uh, co-host chair. Uh, thanks for having me, Wade. Always uh, always a pleasure to be invited. Always fun having you on. And uh, yeah, got a lot more to talk about. And we invite our listeners to join us. The number to call is 347 215 Five five eight, and when you call, push one on your keypad. That will flag you on our switchboard so that we know you want to be part of the conversation. That's three four seven two one five eighty five fifty eight. You can also email us at wadekellerpodcast at gmail.com wadekellerpodcast at gmail.com You don't have to listen live if you were going to email us. You can still be part of the show and listen back later. But we certainly invite you to listen live, and you can find a link to our live stream that starts after Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown, and some episodes of Collision on uh, at pwtorch.com at the top and bottom of my TV reports. And that's a way to find out, especially on Saturdays if we're doing the live Collision post show, which uh, has been a little iffy just because of uh, Saturday night PLEs and stuff that sometimes gets in the way. Um, but we uh, do cover for sure every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. Raw, Dynamite, and SmackDown. Again, the link at pwtorch.com in my TV reports. I cover these shows live every Monday, Wednesday, Friday, and Saturday. And you can click on uh, on our website and read my coverage. Uh, clear, concise, uh, thorough, but concise. Just, uh, you know, hitting the main points 
and uh, and some pertinent details, and then also add an analysis at our website, pwtorch.com. That also uh, will remind you of the phone number and the email. If it's easier to just call in and listen, you can do that. We won't bring you on the show unless you push one. Um, another shortcut to find our show is wadekellerpostshow.com, and, th- and then just navigate to the to the live the live feed or the live stream. All right, let's uh, let's shift here to our callers, and we will begin with Hector in Chicago. Uh, Hector, good to hear from you. What's in your mind about SmackDown tonight? Um, I enjoyed the whole show. Um, I thought it was a good show overall. Um, the beginning with Hunter, man, it just made me think of him having that, like if he was able to have that one last match. Like that promo, like hearing him talk and what he said, it was like, man, I just want to see him wrestle one more time. I know like 10 years ago, one not that The Rock and him, apparently there was talk for them having one last match together, but yeah, that's all I could think of watching that first segment with him in the ring one more time. If, On the rest of the show, Logan Paul. Oh, pause for I a second, really Hector. Like Logan Paul. Pause for a second. Uh, Travis, has it crossed your mind that some people are going to be watching this expecting Rock and Hunter since Cody has taken the match with Reigns and obviously with, with Levesque's heart condition and his age, the assumption is, and the fact that he wasn't planning for it um, with only two months to go, less than two months to go, um, that's not going to happen. Um but has it crossed your mind? Are they, are they trying to steer us towards thinking that? Uh, it, it, or do you just think, that's crazy talk? Of course not. That's crazy talk. Of course not. <laughs> there you go. Option uh, B. I hope that's crazy talk. Like That they're not even thinking yeah. about anything like that. I, know. I, I disagree with the caller, Hector. I don't, uh, you know... I, <sighs> I, I'm not looking for, you know, I'm not yearning for one last Triple H match. Like, I'm satisfied in the, you know, 20 something years I got to watch him. Like, no, I'm cool. All right, uh, Hector, back to you. You're bringing up Logan Paul. Oh, yeah. I, just, I think he's going to be a star if he stays with the WWE. I think he has so much potential. Um, and then Bailey, I thought Dakota. At first, I thought she was going to attack Bailey. Like, before even EO and the rest of the crew came out, mm-hmm. I really thought that was going to happen. So I was kind of caught off guard by that and surprised that she did it. But it was a nice surprise. And then Drew. At this point, I think he's got to win, win the title of Mania from Seth. And when, like, with the whole rivalry with Punk now, when I was thinking, like, if they wanted to bring up... um his contract um, not being renewed, like they could do the whole thing. Um, they could revisit like the whole Summer thing, of punk. Flip it, like Punk coming back as as the Cena and Drew as Punk, and like run that feud that way. Like bring up as he hasn't renewed his contract yet, and then have like the whole thing over again. But this time it would be Punk and Cena's role, and Drew in uh, Punk's role. I don't know if WWE wants to draw attention to somebody who they, I don't think, legitimately have signed yet in case he leaves and make it look like they lost a bidding war. Um, they were gracious with Adam Copeland. They felt he earned it. They didn't really fear his impact in AEW either. I think they should fear imp- the impact of Drew going to AEW. I mean, Drew, with what how good he is right now, Travis, he could be the top guy in AEW. I mean, I think he would, I think you can make a case he'd be a bigger star than than 
Moxley, MJF, Brian Danielson, Adam Cole, Samoa Joe, Hangman Page, maybe Swerve Strickland, depending on how the next you know couple months goes with him. Um, he'd certainly be in that top, top mix and maybe seem like the centerpiece star. And I think Tony Khan would probably realize that. He'd be a good get. I don't think they're going to play that up. I think they're going to tell their story with him. Um, what, what? Yeah, Travis, what do you think? I don't know. I, I, even if they got Drew McIntyre with all those things, I'd be more confident that they'd cock it up somehow <laughs> than than get well, get it right. But but he but, would be pushed but as still, a guy. Yeah. Y- yes, but still, if you're WWE, you don't want to. You know, take that chance that, well, they're such incompetent, you know, you know, folks over there that <laughs> we could send them John Cena in 20, you know, 10 and, you know, 2010 prime John Cena yeah. and they'd uh, screw it up. But uh, I think he's going to, I don't think he's gone anywhere. I think he, he, he gets that he's, uh, he's hitting a certain stride character wise and, and the WWE audience is, is 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 ready for for you know for Drew uh, uh, to be on top in a in a meaningful way with a crowd uh, at, with this character with this bitter you know sheer <laughs> character that he's got going. Yeah. All right, uh, Hector, back to you. Um, that was it. Uh, I like the show overall. I thought it was a good SmackDown, and I'm excited for next week with the Rock and Roman see which route they take with that going forward. But that was all. Thank you. Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to Chumbacasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcast? Well, come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Pro Wrestling Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger and our I Was There When shows, where a guest will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. 
Detailed PW Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices, or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise. Hey, uh, before you go, what, what do you want to see uh, the uh, Seth Rollins match at WrestleMania? What, what do you hope it turns out to be? Uh, I mean, at first I wanted Punk and then Gunther, but at this point I'm happy with Drew. Yeah, cool. All right, great. Uh, Hector, thanks for calling. Thank you. Yeah, you're welcome. Uh, yeah, Hector also brought up Logan Paul. He can be a star. I mean, he is a star, but um, he's just good in everything. He's really good in pretty much everything he does in WWE. Um, I mean, there's some stuff that he's done I like better than others, but he fits in, and he seems like a genuinely good athlete, a genuinely dedicated performer who, who loves what he's doing. What do you think? He's a common denominator. I really enjoyed uh, his interactions tonight with with uh, Aldis and Pierce or whoever it was, maybe both. Yeah, um, yeah saying, hey, well, <laughs> look who made the difference on these shows, as as <laughs> if. I mean, you know. Mike Grohl was also part of those shows. Yeah, totally. <laughs> like, maybe a little bit, but, you know. But it was, uh, the tone was right. The, the yeah. material was good. He's He's good. I mean, he's. He's really good. And Utah? And is, yeah, yeah. Him as a U.S. <laughs> champion is, like, perfect. He's a, it's a perfect spot. Yeah. I'm not even sure I take that title off of him at WrestleMania. I think yeah. having him retain and having something like that under his uh, under his uh, nacho and his belt or whatever is, is, is only a good thing. Yeah, I agree. All right, we'll go to uh, Mike and Hershey PA next. Uh, Mike, thanks for calling. Uh, what's in your mind about SmackDown tonight? Wade and Travis, so good to talk to you guys. Um, hope you guys are well. Uh, so he, here's the thing. Um, last week, I just wanted, what a difference a, a week makes, I guess. Um, last week, I wasn't able to watch SmackDown. You know, I, I always DVR it and, you know, really just kind of watch it as I can, fast forward through commercials most of the time if I can't watch it live. So it was like 11, 11 o'clock. So it was an hour after the actual show here in the, you know, the East Coast um, when it ended, when I was watching the developments of last Friday with, uh, with Cody and the rock and the stare down and the, you know, not this, just not at WrestleMania line. And, 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 and so then I, of course, jumped on to, 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 uh, listen to, to you guys talking. And I, the, the, the part was, I was so, I was sick to my stomach, you know, just watching the show last week. And I thought I'm crazy, you know, like, am I the only person who's, uh, you know, like, like frustrated because, you know, with this, what's going on on the, on TV at the end of SmackDown last week. And then I tuned in and it's like, uh, it's like instant therapy, man. I found, I remember it was, uh, um, uh, the, the I'm sorry, the, the guy from Australia, Jason from Australia is back in, mm-hmm. uh, Ashley, like the, these callers one after the other. And I mean, it was just a murderer's row of, of, uh, you know, torch callers that were just feeling the same thing and expressing exactly what I felt. So I, so at that point I had a little validation that I'm not a you know, crazy person, but the, the one perspective, um, you know, I didn't hear last week was someone who actually had WrestleMania tickets, <laughs> which is, which is me. You know, I mean, I bought WrestleMania after, after last week, I was so frustrated with, uh, 
with the direction of things that I, you know, I started thinking about, like it was actually, you know, a Christmas present to my, to my son. Uh, he's, it's kind of a bucket list thing. Um, you know, Philly's only really like an hour and 40 minute drive for us. It's like, we go to Eagles games, we go to Philly's games, WrestleMania coming is going to be, you know, going to be awesome. But to be honest with you, so I buy these tickets on August 15th. I looked back. When did I buy these tickets? August 15th on a presale. Paid more money probably than I'll, you know, would ever pay for anything. Uh, you know, it's almost embarrassing. Again, a bucket list item, and I can't can't wait to go with my son. And 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 uh, a leap of faith. You know, we're kind of thinking automatically at that time, man. Back then, this has got to be the Cody, you know, Roman rematch, and it's going to be the moment. Finish the story, all this stuff, you know, and <laughs> Royal Rumble, Royal Rumble, man. Faith restored, right after all this, like all the all the rumors, all the bad stuff. Royal Rumble night amazing Cody's you know it's going to be Cody and Roman with he's pointing to him so I mean we were just from that perspective man I was gutted last week when when we thought we were going to see and and can you believe it the fact that I was upset that we're going to see the rock and Roman you know you've heard this before but that's that's how bad it was last week for us and uh what I was what I was thinking honestly Wade was when I was talking is (laughs) my son's in bed right he went to bed early he had a wrestling tournament himself um and you know, he's a, he's like a middle school wrestler. Uh, what am I going to tell him in the morning? Like, is he going to, I don't know if he's going to care. Am I caring too much? So when, when he actually found out about it, he was, it, it was, it was, it was awful, man. Um, oh, man. he was, he, he was like the rock. Right. Wow. Yeah. And I assume I mean, you're dude, we love in your thirties or forties caller. So rocks your guy, or at least, you know, you, you grew up with him. Right. But he's, right. you know, 12 years old. Like, I don't, okay, great. He's a fast and furious guy, but he's not my guy. <laughs> no, he's right. right. That's what I said. It's like, this is the guy from Jumanji, you know, he's like, uh, that's probably his favorite rock movie is, you know, like Jumanji or, um, I don't know, just, but like exactly. And anyway, so for all this to go down this week, I, I just wanted to say, you know, from that from that perspective, there literally was a point where I'm thinking to myself, WrestleMania is kind of like ruined, you know, and like just at least it wasn't ruined, but we're still going to have a great time no matter what, but but maybe a little downgraded. So um, anyway, I'm in this week. I just wanted to share that perspective uh, from last week, a little flashback in time because I, you know, I know there was a long list of callers last week, but uh, we're back on track, man. And I think after we watched that thing last night and it was, messy and crazy but um <laughs> anyway i i have two things i wanted to talk about if that's all right yeah, I'll, yeah. I'll transition i no, just had, good, yeah. i had to lay it out there for you i love that story yeah so so last night i have you you guys are again i've got it, it, it's almost like the last time ah uh, man i don't know um okay so those books that we used to read in like middle school late elementary school choose your own adventure Mm -hmm. you know what i'm saying yeah you get to page five you can flip the page which way do you want to go do you guys feel i feel based on one thing last night that there is actually they did not know what was going on there was probably a choose your own adventure moment in that media event last night and i think it was when the rock came out and Gauged what that live crowd after the Pat McAfee appearance with the Cody Crybabies and the line. Make sure they thought it was kind of funny, um, you know. Uh, but when he came out and uh, you know 
they got you know started getting the booze and I I think there was a chance when they when you know when, when Roman Reigns said that he was going to he, he chose the Rock that they, there was a chance he was going to come out there and be that crowd was going to be you know hyped for him and they were just going to go with it and it didn't go that way so I, do you feel there was a chance that they had an A reaction to that and a B reaction and I'm going to ask you that that question like do you think they would make that question, or do you think Ain't it was completely no 100% way. predetermined? <laughs> Ain't no way they're going to leave <laughs> something like that up to this random assortment of, of free audience members <laughs> uh, at, a, at a press conference event type of, you know, press conference slash, you know, Apple release, you know, thing, TED Talk type deal they had, how they presented everything. No, they, 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 when in the story they told was the story that they said, okay, a half hour before the show or before camera started, this is what we're doing. Everybody, everybody knows there. And that was how it went. Ain't no way. <laughs> it better not have been. I, it, it crossed okay. my, it, well, it, no, Mike, I, mean, I will answer too and say it crossed my mind, but the, then, you know, sort of, knowing better took over, you know, but I mean, you get wrapped up in it and you're like, oh, that's not the response they wanted. And then, you know, they do the family tree thing. And then it's like, you know, if I, if I, if I blink, if I blink twice, Cody, um, I'm going to slap you. If I blink once, (laughs) you and I are going to, you know, I mean, yeah, I mean, I did it cross my mind watching all this play out because it's been such a weird week anyway. Yeah. Yeah. After Cody came out and said his thing right away, they changed the big graphic. So somebody was on it. Well, the, you you said you said the one. So the one part was what, what with the family tree. Okay, so there's there were two things that made me, you know, with this uh, kind of think of this. And so hear me out, but it's 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 quick. But first of all, I, I think that family tree uh, graphic. I literally think like I can imagine that. I was thinking about this today. They put up that when he says the whole part, which I don't think went over well, but he said, you may not like it, but you're going to, you know, you will respect it. Right. Yes. I think in a normal week, if they'd have put that up uh, before and showed the family lineage of this, you know, Anawaii family and all this other stuff with all these greats in there and, you know, people who've held the championship and Yokozuna and all these, and the, every, everybody else who's in that, you know, that amazing great. People would have just, you know, I think they would have cheered, they would have clapped and given them like that moment, right? And mm-hmm. and just sort of being like, this is pretty impressive. Well, there was none of that. It was like, boo, 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 the whole stuff. And the second thing that makes me think about it was, why, why didn't Cody, why was there no, why did they not play Cody's music? Instead, it was this awkward, like, oh, hold on a second here. You know, wait, wait, wait. If, well, to me, it's like, yeah, they're yeah, trying to play right, that. So, like, but those, those Cody took things. over, kind of came out and and shot and, and went into business for himself. Like, no, I'm here. I'm here to interrupt this this family affair kind of thing. So if you play his music, you're stuck with that. Why'd they play his music in that situation? Did they know he was coming out? It would have might might have felt a little contrived. Uh, so I actually didn't mind that he didn't have a big that it was a kind of an awkward thing because it fed into the nature of, I think, what they were going for, that it's kind of chaotic and choose-your-own-adventure-ish, as you, as you said. So I think that's why he didn't get any music. Yeah. Or even a big yeah, intro, exactly. any kind of, like, even an introduction from someone, Seth Rollins or, or anybody. You can support us on Patreon and get these shows. 
with ads and plugs removed, the Wade Keller Processing Podcast, Wade Keller Processing Post Shows, and the PW Torch Daily Cast throughout the week with ads and plugs removed, plus a few bonus VIP shows throughout the month for just $4.99 a month. Check it out, patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. That's patreon.com slash PWTorchVIP. And you can also upgrade to other tiers and receive even more benefits through Patreon. Yeah, yeah, I thought it felt more, yeah, more spontaneous. So, Perfect. Well, that's fine. And, and and that's what I wanted to hear. I just wanted to hear another perspective on it. I kind of thought from the, you know, when he hit that kind of line about there's only one royal family or something <laughs> and this is it you know and i thought that would be a perfect spot and that i really what I, the only thing i felt with that was that there wasn't much of a, an opportunity to show the world i guess uh how big of a start with that with that reaction that you know cody would have got i think the reaction would have been better for cody with the music you know what i mean like coming out onto the stage interrupting but it was cool and really enjoyed that that last night it was a nice thing to have him you know like uh, late middle of the week um, guys, second question, and then I'll get off here. I, I, I guess there's only one other question that I have. Well, uh, if number one, and I'll let you guys talk about both of these things. Do you think we'll ever figure out? Will there be an explanation to the fact when you know the fact that Cody said just not at WrestleMania, um, and then everything else has happened here? Like it's almost as if he made his decision, and uh, then they obviously you know changed plans. The second thing I have is. Um, where does this leave? Or has anyone considered uh, what what uh, Damian Priest will play a part in WrestleMania? And uh, mm-hmm. those are my two questions, and, and I'll let you guys stew over that. So have a great night, guys. Always always awesome listening to you. Thanks, Mike. Appreciate it. Yeah. So I I think they didn't they wanted to be gleeful and giddy over how into Cody everybody was, like the social media was just off the charts amazing and you know even rock you know i'm just probably thinking it's a bragging point and not embarrassing because look at how much people care of course it's also embarrassing um but i don't know if there's a i guess travis would you rather have had them say acknowledge yes cody said just not at wrestlemania but that answer is not final or, or like what how do you explain that other than basically pretending it didn't happen or pretending it happened under a different pretense or or in a different context than everybody last Friday saw with their own eyes and heard with their own ears it was. Yeah, I I think the best thing you could do is what they did. Pretend it didn't happen, have Cody vaguely allude to it, uh, something he said that kind of, uh, you know, I talked when he said I talked to a lot of people or whatever. It was something that he kind of vaguely alluded to it, but there's no, there is no, getting around it unless you want to just play Cody as like uh, he was hey it was an emotional week and you know rock kind of <laughs> do you heal rock like rock kind of got in his head and you know, manipulated him a little bit and it took Cody the weekend to realize that mm-hmm. like hey wait a second you know which I'd tell that story but I don't think rock wanted to be seen as it's one thing to be seen as, but don't say it. Don't play it. Don't make it a part. Because Cody, Cody could have walked out last night. It in the storyline. Yeah, Cody could have walked out last night and said, "Rock, you you manipulated me." But then Cody's admitting he got manipulated, manipulated and right. he's backing out on his word. And I don't think they wanted to make Cody look weak enough to be manipulated. And I don't think they were quite ready to make it seem like Rock was a manipulator. Um, right. 
so yeah, it was a tough spot. I don't have a great answer for Just it. Just ignore it's, it. Yeah, yeah. Do they have such a big splash with the angle they ran at the end of that press conference thing that you don't uh, you know only the only the staunchest uh, what's the part? What's the word they that they used to use eight years ago or something about the staunch? It's not staunch Ardent. fans. Ardent, no, wasn't ardent, but yeah, but you know what I mean. Yeah, uh, only the most ardent fan is going to, you know, call us out on some, you know, late night, you know, wrestling podcast. Like that's that's so just ignore it and yeah. it's a mull. It's they want a mulligan. They just are like, yeah. all right, we're gonna we're gonna give you what you want. Don't hold us accountable. Just, right? Like, do you yeah. want do you want the thing? Or do you want every <laughs> tiny little detail to line up perfectly? Because, exactly. hey, we got caught with our pants down. Sorry, but this is the only way we can get out of it. Yeah. And, you know, wrestling fans are like, hey, fine, great. <laughs> you know, yeah, it works for us. M- most and, of most part. And you want to think Rock is chuckling about it off camera. Like, whoa, okay. Uh, <laughs> wow, Cody. <laughs> Good for you, you know? They, yeah. they love you. And I'm, uh, yeah, I'm, I guess I'm the... the like, humbled in a, in a different way that he was at WrestleMania 18 yes. with Hulk Hogan. Yep, yep. Like, this isn't some big legacy guy that kind of schooled me, but just the story that's being told and what fans fans' expectations. And it wasn't anything... Uh, you can call people crybabies... Uh, you know all you want but it wasn't they weren't being unreasonable and i think that's why the switch did not take more than longer than it did yep or the you know the the, the audible or whatever that was that was the nimbleness that they had to show yep all right we'll go next to uh jay in michigan uh jay thanks for calling what's your mind about smackdown having me can yeah jay me? yep we can hear you now we can. All right. So full full disclosure, guys, I have not watched SmackDown yet tonight. I'm just getting home. It's on the DVR. I'm gonna fire it up. But I kind of wanted to, and I just I just called about two cars ago, so I haven't heard everything you guys talked about on the show. But I doubt you have talked about what I'm really intrigued and in way you are the man that I've been waiting to talk to all week about this. So with all of the with all of the uh, drama and everything that has gone on, you know, from the press conference to what happened last week, the Rock, Cody, Roman, Seth, and all of this stuff, I am intrigued, and I've been intrigued by this for a very long time. And Wade, you made mention to this, you've hinted at this, but you've never really gone into detail. So I have a question, because I can feel it, and other people I'm sure can feel it too. There is a, it feels like a very real tension that exists between Seth Rollins and Roman Reigns. <laughs> Seth Rollins is always kind of, Seth Rollins is always kind of jabbing at him and Roman kind of plays the, I'm too big to respond to little brother. But there's a very real tension that I get between them. And I've heard you say in the past way, like they weren't, the tightest in the shield. But it feels like over the last, really since this Tribal Chief run started, like over the last three years, it just feels like Seth is just, I mean, I know that there is a level of competitiveness that exists, and I'm sure Seth definitely feels like the little brother. He feels like he gets the less end of things. Uh, Roman is the uh, the 
golden child, but like, man, is there like, can you give me any information to what I'm witnessing, what I'm feeling? Because I always feel, always see the jabs and hear the jabs, the set throws, and it's like mm -hmm. with this, with this recent, with this recent um week where you know when when Seth said that stuff yeah. on Raw about Roman, and then Roman really fired back on SmackDown, and then at the press conference, it just <laughs> like it felt like a real life thing, and it was like I, at the end, the very end, Seth was like. You know, basically, I'll beat your ass any day of the week. I always do. And then he walked off the stage. So, like, give me some way. Can I say the? Can I say the obvious reason? Yeah. yeah. Um, in the time, in those three years, SmackDown became the show to watch. Uh, Roman, like he said in his promo, I show up ten times less and make ten times more. Mm -hmm. uh, when the sh when I'm not even on the, you know, the week stretches that I'm not even on the show. People are still talking about me, and the show is built around me or what I'm going to do. And Seth can't help but, like, compare himself to that. He's not that when it comes to Raw. He's the workhorse. The You know, he has to play into, which is fine, play into your strengths. Don't, you know, focus on your weaknesses. But, you know, being the workhorse doesn't, like, that's not the, it's the thing of, that's not the flex you think it is, Seth. Mm -hmm. uh, this is not That's all he's got. This is not 2005 Ring of Honor, you know, message board stuff, you know, where you're out <laughs> working everybody and everybody respects that. And like, no, this is about the impact and eyeballs and interest. And Roman Reigns has proven oh, definitively over the last three years, he is he. There's a reason he's the golden child and all those things, and why he gets the time off he does because he makes the impact that he does and it's hard to acknowledge that and to admit it. So you just play into the, Oh, he's not around. I guarantee you in 10 years, uh, you know, we'll get the contrite, you know, John Cena version of Seth Rollins when he's like, yeah, you know, back in the, in the early twenties, I talked a lot of crap about Roman Reigns and the schedule, but now, you know, we're tired with the back problems and stuff. I wish, you know, I, yeah, I, I bet you he's has a different take on this one, you know, a decade or so, you know, goes behind, goes by and he's not in oh. the, in the thick of things. But as of right now, he's got to, he's got to watch, He's got to watch and know that he's number two. He's the consolation prize. In 2012, NXT transitioned into the developmental system and ultimately the brand you see today. On the Torch VIP podcast, NXT Eight Years Back, we'll be taking a weekly look at this page in NXT's early history. Join Kelly Wells and me, Tom Stout, from PWT Talks NXT every Saturday as we go eight years back to the day to track NXT's rising talents and why they did or didn't work out exclusively for PW Torch VIP members. So, Jay, um, yeah, I think I think what you're seeing is, is pretty real. And I think both guys feel like they can dish it out and justify it as being um, fun for the fans, um, you know, like compelling, you know, if you can inject some reality into things. I don't think either is super scared of the other taking shots. I think they each are confident they can fire back. 
and they have their ground to stand on. Um, you know, Seth, oh, there's a pop. Oh, there's a pop. Um, Roman pulling out the I make more than you uh, card. I mean, yeah, they're, they're, they're rivals. They, they weren't best friends in the Shield. Um, that's, I, I, you know, I think pretty well known at this point. And Seth, like I, I reported this, you know, Seth was very excited. Okay, let me reframe that. Seth was willing to be excited about CM Punk coming in, who he legitimately didn't like. Because he knew that a, a punk Seth a, a match against Punk compared to would would put him in the realm of of Cody versus Roman. This is before uh, all, all the Rock uh, talk, and he's like, "All right, now I got a match that some people are going to think should end night two of WrestleMania," and you know because Punk had been gone for a long time, so there's a rivalry there. I mean, Christian and Edge had that. You know, Christian didn't want to be the little the little buddy, the Robin to, to Edge's Batman over the years. Stuff like that happens. And that's the case here. Uh, you know, Edge and Christian got along, but they had a rivalry. Uh, I don't think Seth and Roman are are calling each other to chat on, on off weeks or holidays or, or anything like that. I mean, there there's... But that's the case with a lot of wrestlers. A lot of wrestlers aren't best friends, you know? And in this case, they're two tough guys. And things escalated. And frankly, I think Paul Levesque is sitting back going, I'm not going to get in the middle of this. They're both fending for themselves just fine you don't think uh you don't think seth's kid rue in you know five eight years is gonna hey uh dad you need to go to this other company so you can reunite with with uncle with 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 uncle uh uncle joe uncle roman which was the case with uh edge and christian yeah no like one of the big reasons yeah. was well, he could work for Christian. So yeah, no, I don't think that's going to be happening. If this, if those, if they were in those, uh, in those roles. And and the thing is, is it it fits the storyline because they're basically giving Seth the green light to make the best case he can that his title matters more. And he won some places that I think Roman got wind of and was like, "Really, we're going there?" And Roman's like, "All right, well, I got a live mic too, and I'm going to, you know." be the alpha i'm gonna try to affirm that you know i'm the top i'm i'm the top guy and i've got to come back to seth's comments and he did and then you know took a took a shot about the 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 pop you know making fun of not getting a big pop and all that and playing into you know what could be some insecurities on seth's part or whatever and so seth's like yeah it's not i'm getting good pops i'm fine um i mean yeah i just i think it's it's it they know they're gonna wrestle someday so you know levesque is just like all right go ahead you know what do this um (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's, it's, Seth's got to make a case for his title um, being important. So, uh, Jay, back to you. Did that cover cover you? I want to just chime in a little bit because I love it, man. And I think that they are they have been basically the top two guys of this past generation. So, I love it. I enjoy it. And I think that it's great. You know, like you said, it's different between Edge and Christian because they're like real life you know, real life close. Like Roman and Seth are not real life close. It doesn't appear that way. No. So like but my thing is this. It always to me the to me the vibe is more like Hogan Savage Macho. a little bit. Yep. I was just and gonna bring say that. Yeah. And I think that like I think where it is is that like Travis, like I get what you're saying, man, the money, yada yada yada, but of course everybody wants to make big money. But you know, a lot of times, you know, where, where I come from, man, when you just talking, you know, shooting the ish and mm-hmm. going back and forth with each other. Usually when you got to when you got to bring up money That I mean you're losing. Yeah. Except money isn't the only metric though, right? In this situation, like I said, in those three right. years, My SmackDown thing. became the obvious number one show. Like nobody 
Like, it, like, and like Raw's been fine, but SmackDown's been the show not to miss most most weeks, and that's more than oh my contract's bigger than yours, or I don't have to show up, you know, as much, but I make make more. That's on that's just icing on the obvious. I'm the bigger star with the bigger show cake. But but yes, typically, usually, when you gotta go, but you broke, you know, that's usually what because, because you're losing. But in this case, I, I think it was more even, even with uh, with Roman uh, coming out a bit more on top because, you know, he's he's got a, more of a leg to stand on, more bigger platform. I think Seth's position is just like yo, minus the bells and whistles and all this other stuff. We bring money, we bring all this stuff in. Like pound for pound, I'm just better than you. I feel like that's Seth's position. Yeah. And I don't. I look at and I love them both, man. I love them both. And you got to remember too, Travis. Like some of that time when SmackDown was on top, Seth was also on SmackDown for a stretch, and that feud with him and Edge was really one of the carriers of the program as well. But it's just so interesting how they they really keep these guys separate, but we know that something's got to happen someday with all of the history. But the last thing I really just want to add about that is like, man, I just think that, you know, it's, it's just, I, I love it, man. I'm compelled by it. And, I, and I'm looking forward to when it's just like, you know, they get the opportunity to go head up. Cause I, I do, I do think Roman is far more protected than Seth. And I don't really think they want, like, I think that they don't really want Roman to really, cause like, I mean, let's just be honest. Like, the guy, like Cody said in the promo last year, man, it took this guy eight years to get over, and he didn't get over until they put everything with him to ensure it. So, you know, that has to go for something. I think it's a bit reductionist. Made a lot out of a – I feel like Seth has made a lot more out of a little. And even though, like, he's been a top guy, and they've given him a lot. But, like, you know, I think he's had to sink or swim more on his own than what Roman has had to do. And, you know, but I, I love it. The last thing I want to add to, guys, is, like, way I am going to the post-WrestleMania SmackDown at Little Caesars Arena, and I'm I'm asking if I can be your on-site correspondent for that evening. I got to think about it, Jay. No, of course. Yes. I mean, I'll have some. I'll have some notes for you. You know, I'll, I'll have some notes before before hand. You know, I have some things to say about how I want it to go. No, I'm kidding. Yeah, that'll be great. Drop me an email though. Be sure to drop me an email. Wade Keller Podcast at Gmail. It would be, it would be an honor. But let's let's remember the last couple times I went to a show and I dropped you. I think I was the one who exposed the fact that the emails weren't coming to you because yeah, I had yeah. emailing you. About a few you know, shows. you know, Jay, I said so, yes, and now what, what now is, it sounds like you're starting to like throw me under the bus a little here and bring up the, some past baggage. I might, I might kind of owe me this. I, well, I might not. It's Jay. I'm just saying, it's not. It's not guaranteed the emails are going to show up this time either. <laughs> you know, work themselves into a shoot. <laughs> <sighs> All right, Jay. I, I, it would be an honor, man. I will. I will email you. Awesome. All right, Jake, always good talking to you. Thanks. We'll talk to you soon, I know. Always good being on. Thanks, guys. All right. Yep, take care. Thanks for downloading today's show. Take it to the next level with a VIP membership. Get shows like this, the Wade Keller Processing Podcast, Wade Keller Processing Post Show, and the PW Torch Daily Casts on our PW Torch VIP podcast feed 
with ads and plugs removed from the shows for a streamlined listening experience. And also hear the VIP exclusive shows that I host with Rich Fan and Todd Martin. Everything with Rich Fan and The Fix with Todd Martin's signature VIP series that you're missing out without a VIP membership. So go VIP here in 2022 and enjoy all the benefits, all the bonus content, and the ad-free listening experience. pwtorch.com slash go VIP. All right, cool. Uh, let's see. We've got a uh, Chicago caller, 773, at least his air code. I go and state your name and where you're calling from. Yeah, hey, wait, uh, wait, Trav. This is Steve from Chicago. Hey, Steve. What's your mind about SmackDown tonight? Uh, so, um, Trav, I'm actually glad you're here because the last time I called was a couple of years ago and I went on a rant. And so you're here. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna to hopefully not do that again. But... Um, <laughs> I keep turning off my wrestling television, turning it back on, and everything's different. So <laughs> when I, uh, I I didn't watch SmackDown immediately when Rock showed up a couple weeks ago, and I got all my information off of TikTok. This is the maybe the second time this has happened to me, but I I found out that the Rock showed up, and then the Cody match was off, and. I was I was definitely taken aback by that because I wasn't all that familiar with like the ins and outs of like why the promo uh, why why the program was changing. So you got to be and following the torch instead of TikTok. I got to say, Steve, mm-hmm. we've been covering you the whole way. Well, I, I am actually. A, I am. Well, maybe the torch should be. A, uh, maybe the torch should have a have a TikTok page and do dances and, and report <laughs> wrestling at the same time. No, Steve. Well, this was completely accidental. Yeah. I just happened to wake up <laughs> and uh, my phone is somehow perpetually on TikTok. Yeah, so no, I, I don't know. You don't know how that happened. <laughs> I don't. It, you know, it's, it's the algorithm for real. But um, so I was a little perturbed. I talked to a friend of mine who doesn't, he's, he's more of a casual fan. And his perspective was, like, he doesn't like the long title reigns in Roman, so he's not really following the product. So I felt at least comfortable enough to sort of inform him of, like, where I was with the stuff with Cody. And this also sort of parses, like, CM Punk getting injured was also something that I didn't expect. So I wake up today, and I didn't watch the, the, the kickoff thing on YouTube or whatever until <laughs> much, much later. And again on TikTok, I find out... That no, Cody's match is on. So I'm thinking, like, what the hell is going on? So today I turn on SmackDown, and Triple H is essentially just sort of confirming, oh no, this match is happening, and and The Rock doesn't know what he's talking about, or whatever that was. And now I guess the match is back on. <laughs> so I just uh, I I was in I I was in La La Land for at least 24 hours. I was just trying to figure out, like, wait, what are we doing? Is this okay? So he's back in, great. And then the the very next thought that I had was, after watching like the sort of kickoff thing, is like, what? Why is Seth not just showing up on Rampage with his trinket, with all the other guys with trinkets? Because my God, that belt looks like crap now. He was just sort of standing there like this guy who didn't belong on the same stage and it was just so infinitely embarrassing to me like i don't know if anybody else got that but just like he sort of had to find a way to assert himself towards the end and then as i'm watching smackdown like you know they're going to build a card for the elimination chamber and they've got great competition 
you know, with AJ Styles and Drew and Randy and, and Sammy and everyone else, but they're all wrestling for a title that they got emasculated. So let's, like, let's so Steve, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, even. I want to pause you because I want to um, address that, and I haven't talked Travis to you about sure. that. What do you, how do you think Seth's come across in this, uh, especially last night? But and obviously the focus shifted to, um, to, to him in the elimination chamber to determine a, a challenger for him. But uh, the way the title's been featured and and how Seth has been fending, and we talked about it in the context of Seth and Rock as Jay brought, or Seth and Roman as Jay brought up. Um, that, you know, Seth's trying to like, go, oh, hey, I know all the focus is there. And then when Punk got hurt, I mean, you can imagine Seth just being deflated, um, going, oh, why did I depend on this guy? And this would have been big. And now what? Um, so, yeah, has he done a good job trying to make a case for his title? And, and, and could WWE or Seth have been doing a better job uh, not, you know, framing things in a way? Or is it just hopeless because it's a secondary title? It's It's not hopeless. But it is a secondary title. It is the the lesser world championship on the lesser show, the less exciting news breaking, you know, show where the happenings don't happen as often or as big or as important as they happen on the other show. And yeah, that's just yeah. been the case since they introduced the thing uh, in May or whatever. But Seth himself and the creative around him and his opponents in the last eight months has been fine. I don't I don't feel like it's this isn't a case of of two thousand eight Edge being the world champion um where he's opening up every pay per view <clears throat> or even punk when he won the big title but wasn't even featured wasn't the main event of pay-per-views um it's uh you know it's a little different but it but but kind of the same like seth is a better champion they frame him in a in a better way than edge was you know as world champion or whoever at the time del rio but he's not roman reigns right. <laughs> you know and that's kind of and that's kind of, uh, I mean, the the way they bought the title about wasn't great. The way Triple H even went on TV and and tried to, not tried to, but kind of buried Roman Reigns. Like, I know y'all are sick of, of, you know, and they were trying to really hype up that title. But it's like, yeah, that lasts for until months and months go by and you realize... Yeah, Seth is the workhorse champion, but that doesn't really mean anything outside of wrestlers patting you on the back or your own ego that you you know you're good. Oh, I'm the I'm the Bret Hart of this generation. Like, well, I, okay, great. Uh-huh. I'd rather be. I'd still rather be Hulk Hogan. Yeah, <laughs> I'd still rather be Stone Cold Steve Austin. Yeah. Um, but but okay, but again, if that's all you got, that you. you you got to hit those, you know, you got to hit that, that point over and over again. And, uh, I, and I'm, and I'm sure there are a lot of folks in the, in the mid card that are like, this Seth's crying over, you know, being the number two is he's not Roman Reigns and he's not getting the, like, Hey, I'll, it's always the, it's always the situation of somebody's 
yeah willing to do what you like you want to complain you want to but i don't i'm not saying seth's complaining in that way i don't right all right, uh, Steve, I'll throw it back to you for just quick closing words because we got Andrew, our inside correspondent, who called up. So I'm going to get to him. Um, uh, Steve, anything you want to say before we move on? Uh, yeah, just really quickly. I, I, I do agree. Like, there's nothing wrong with number two because, like, you know, technically The Rock was number two to Austin in the heyday. And so it, it's not so much that as it is just, like, just seeing him in that position and just knowing, like, in his core – like in front of all these people, like you're, you're going to always be positioned here. And unless something else happens, you're not really a champion outside of like what we say you are. And so Kim being sort of, I don't know, read the riot act the way he was just mm-hmm. felt off putting to me because everyone else has to now pick that up. If Seth drops the title or someone else is going <laughs> to run with it. And yes, Definitely, like other people can take it, take it advantage of that, and make something of it. I just, I just, I just thought it was in poor taste. But that's all I got. Thanks, guys. All right, cool. Thanks, Steve. All right, uh, we'll go to uh, Andrew, who, atten- who attended uh, SmackDown tonight. Uh, Andrew, welcome. Thanks for calling up. Hey, how are you? Uh, good, good. Well, what's your top takeaway from attending tonight? What, what are you going to remember about tonight's show? Uh, the 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 thing that got me there was everything going on with Cody um, and and the Rock and Roman and um, you know just just throughout the night you could tell that was that was where everyone's attention was mm-hmm. and so a lot of excitement at the very beginning when when Triple H comes out um, I, every time they showed the Rock on a screen he got booed um, and it, there were a couple of people near me that were trying to trying to start trying to start a rocky chant, trying to get something going, and it was immediately uh, everyone in that building was what was a hundred percent on board with. Okay, we hate rock now. Hmm. Um, and and then and then you could see that as as the night went on. I don't know if it I don't know if it came across on TV, but but as we started to realize that in terms of in terms of the, the Cody Roman rock deal, um, that was all we were getting at the very beginning. It it took the wind out of the crowd a little bit. Um, the the Triple H Paul Heyman segment yeah. where yeah. oh everyone's gonna be there next week. Um, really, really kinda really kinda gut punched the crowd. Um, and and it never I mean the the highest we the highest it got after that was when Cody came in at the very end for the dart match. He is it he his his approval rating is off the charts or was with the folks in there. Searching for more great pro wrestling talk? Then join me, Jason Powell, host of the free weekly Pro Wrestling Boom Podcast. Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other pro wrestling media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. 
if you did not bring that up, I was going to bring it up. Um, how how it, how it affected the energy in the crowd. I mean, I almost think they should just blacken the screen when they get to that segment and not show the fans um, in the building when they say, "Yeah, the big stars they're going to be here next week." Uh, but you know, it it is what it is. So um, go ahead, talk about the Cody. Yeah, Dump- it's- go ahead, Andrew. Yeah, there wasn't there wasn't a, there wasn't a ton to it. I was I was going to come back and say like, you know, it's it's crazy to think um, the folks the folks around me had had been to a lot of shows. We were talking they they come pretty consistently. Anyone who comes to Charlotte, they they been to AEW when it's here. Been they they do a lot, but they were talking they had never seen Triple H. Mm-hmm. Um, just just the timing hit, and so it's it's hard to. It's hard to sit here and like you know Triple H it and it live often at this point and yeah. then act like we were disappointed. But but there was this moment where where you thought okay maybe something was going. Um, but yeah, dark dark match or very end was was Cody versus Solo um, and Jimmy Jimmy was with them and you know it was it was quick. It was it was like seven eight minutes probably. Um, Jimmy gets. Jimmy gets thrown out. Um, Jimmy gets gets thrown out for trying to help, and then so Cody ducks the spike and hits three crossroads, and that's it. Um, and then Cody got on the mic, and I, you know, I, I told you I was going to stick around for the whole thing, just wondering what was what he was going to say, and there wasn't. You know, he he behaved himself. Mm-hmm. If if any if anything he's been doing hasn't been what people wanted he behaved himself tonight um he talked about you know i was born in, i don't know if you know this but i was born in charlotte and so got got himself announced as from charlotte and everybody went crazy and he gave a turnbuckle pad away he did make one reference he claimed um he he claimed that one of one of the stage guys was his cousin hmm. um and said he he had to claim everybody he could did you see that chart last night um, I gotta, I gotta grab some people. People chuckled at, people chuckled at that. That's, that's said, great. I gotta, I gotta claim anyone I can. Um, so, so that was good. But yeah, he, he, he just was was exactly what you would expect closing the show. Uh, he, he just has that down. Yes. Um, and you know, taking pictures with folks, re- reaching kids. He, he is in his element, and and there isn't you know having having watched. Um, you know, having having watched him in AEW and seeing how that that kind of transpired there at the end, it is it, it is crazy to watch just how just how popular he is and and how much he's he's enjoying. He seems like he's having a ton of fun, and it's exciting to be there for it. Yeah. So I, I want to go back to one thing you said. Um, did it seem like there would have been more support for Rocky if the Cody fans weren't? so aggressive in shutting them down um or or was it just a few scattered ones and and like yeah just kind of get into that a little more because that fascinates me the the crowd dynamic i mean we've it happened in knoxville last saturday at the house show we in from tennessee told us about that it happened at the nxt live event obviously it's been on live tv before um but just describe just yeah detail that a little bit more uh it's it's funny because i I feel pretty confident that the minute that the minute Cody's not involved anymore and they flip the switch to Roman Rock, I I think I think people are gonna turn back immediately and be good. Because um, even even just with you know, the, and this might just be the, the folks I was sitting with, 
it, the, it seemed like people were playing along um, with the with the idea that that okay we've we've done this and we've changed this. Um, I, it didn't seem like a huge there wasn't vitriol behind it. Um, on on behalf of Rich, I tried to get a die Rocky die chant going and nobody joined in with me. <laughs> um, so so nobody was at that level. Um, but but it is just any. He was the Rock was pretty clearly being framed opposite of Cody yeah. in all of the recaps and in everything that was done. Uh, he it seemed very intentional that he was being framed opposite of Cody and and that was enough for the crowd. Uh, Travis, jump in with a question. When did you get your tickets? You said earlier uh, that one of the selling points was something and kind of seemed like you got them in the last yeah, day or I, so. Uh, yeah, I got my ticket at four o'clock this afternoon. Oh, okay. um, I, my my and and from the from the looks of things at Ticketmaster, I got one of the last um, one of the last regular price tickets. Mm-hmm. Um, my my wife had had plans tonight, and those fell through. She had a she had a Galentine's thing that fell through, and um, I saw you know, it was. I saw on Twitter that Triple H was going to be there, and um, and Cody posted something about being there. And I said, "Okay, I, if if tickets are still there, I'm going to see what happened." And found, you know, I was they they weren't bad. Um, I was hard camera side, um, kind of straight ahead on the ring, about about five seconds or five five rows from the top, um, so high, but. But Spectrum Center is not a giant building, so it's most seats in there are pretty good for almost anything. And so, and so, hopped on, grabbed the tickets, and went. Hmm. Talk about the reaction for Drew when he was taking shots at Punk, and just kind of what the vibe is for for Drew these days, or what it was tonight, at least. Yeah. So it 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 started at both of both of the elimination chamber the qualifier matches kind of struggled a little bit with, with who they gave us to cheer for. I felt like, um, because there wasn't a ton advertised for this show. Um, and so you, you, you come in not really knowing what, what they're going to fill two hours with. And then all of a sudden, whoa, we're getting, we're getting Drew McIntyre versus AJ Styles right here out of nowhere. And so, and so Drew comes in, and he. So there was there was an excitement. He's a big star. Didn't expect to see him. There it there he is, um, and and he was trying. Once the match started, I think he was trying to get food, but then you had the element. People were really into LA Night, and so so you weren't. Like it's not. Eventually, folks kind of got a let's go AJ. Folks, folks started to get behind AJ, but but there was an awkwardness with there was an awkwardness with the AJ LA Knight dynamic, and then Drew. Um, you know, the the punk stuff is funny, um, and he's and he's having fun with it, and it's you know after after Raw when he when he attacked Cody, he was. He seemed like more solidly heel, 
but but he was having a lot of fun with it, and the crowd was so excited to see him that it kind of muddled the reaction. Yeah, yeah, in- interesting. How, um, uh, how did LA Knight do in terms of crowd pop? I mean, he didn't have a. I mean, he was mostly on commentary, but um, there's some interaction with Styles. Um, how, how did he yeah, rank so, in terms of pops and popularity? So, I mean, the initial the initial pop when the music hit was up there with everybody. It wasn't sustained, um, as opposed to like when when Randy came out later. Um, the crowd was super into Randy Orton. Um, but so, so there was an initial kind of big heat. He and Drew were definitely more popular than AJ. Um, and like I said, I think that, I think that hurt kind of who that kind of hurt the reaction. Cause you didn't have, you didn't really have anybody to cheer for, which was kind of, kind of a theme throughout the night. Um, there weren't, there weren't really solid dynamics in any of the, in any of the matches, there weren't really solid. Here's who we're all going to, here's who we're going to cheer for. Here's who the crowd's going to get behind. Um, and so, and so it was a good match and they, they got us there. They got people excited towards the end and then, you know, had the, had the deal. Um, I think folks wanted to see, folks wanted to see a little bit more from LA night. It was pretty predictable the way he got involved. Um, but, but that initial, when the music hit, that initial pop was big. You don't have to wait for the Wade Keller Pro Wrestling Post Show to find out what I thought of Monday Night Raw and SmackDown each week. You can check out my reports that are updated live throughout Raw and SmackDown at pwtorch.com. My written report will tell you what's happening in detail in case you missed the show. And it will also analyze key segments and give my random thoughts and quips on what I am watching as it airs. So check it out every Monday night and Tuesday night at pwtorch.com. That also applies to WWE pay-per-views. I cover those live at pwtorch.com with a detailed written report with star ratings. And of course, you can find other TV reports from other contributors to PW Torch, such as NXT, ROH Impact Wrestling, and more. Check it out, pwtorch.com, your first stop for TV and pay-per-view written reports. Was there a downside to the show at all? Was there a point that fans were, were bored either with something going on or, or during a stretch when something wasn't going on where it stood out? It got, like I said, kind of the stretch. Um, the, the women's match, just because just nobody, nobody really expected um, Mia Yim to win that. Um, and so, or whatever. Chen, whatever whatever they call her name is now, um, but although although there were a couple of people sitting beside me who were really into her um, for reasons and confused the kids around me because they were because they were super into me Chen, um, but so so that was kind of the low point and then and then Bailey came out right after that and it was it was almost like. I don't know if this came across on TV, but it seemed like they were anticipating a little bit more mixed reaction for Bailey because she was talking about, oh, some of you probably think I deserve what yeah. happened, yeah. things like that. Yeah. And that wasn't what – that wasn't – the crowd was 
the crowd was was all in um and so and so there was awkwardness because she kind of went ahead with acting like seemed like she was just gonna go ahead and act like more people were booing her than not um and then and then folks picked back up when um when damage control came out when dakota came out um it picked up a little bit so so there was never it never seemed like the crowd was completely down but but the combination of you know matches where matches where you like everybody in them and so there it was hard to kind of pick who you're going to root for and then like i said once that once that triple h paul Heyman segment became the last thing um then then you could kind of tell people people were excited they wanted to see randy um and sammy to a certain extent and then they were ready for cody um so you said randy got a huge pop rank the top pops of the night who who got the biggest reactions from the fans So, so Cody for the dark match one, Randy two. Our truth came out, so <laughs> there were two. We had two matches. Uh-huh. Um, the first one was we had we had two matches after the show went off the air, and um, the first was was Gunther versus Cameron Grimes. Um, and you know, he's Cameron Grimes is from Charlotte area. And and felt really bad for him because like this is this is your match this is your match in in your hometown and nobody cared yeah. um, and it there was and 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 Gunther tried but to to kind of heal up but people people were more excited to see um, people were more excited to see Cameron Grimes get chopped than anything else and and they were ready like while they're while the match is going on, they're setting up Cody's pyro and stuff like that. So, so people are getting excited. But, but after that match ended, Gunther got on the mic and is this the best Charlotte can do? This is wow. pathetic. Wow. On and on and on. And and here came Truth. Um, yeah, he's from Charlotte. Oh yeah. And and so they went they went back and forth. And earlier in the earlier in the night. Um, he had been on video and gotten a huge, gotten a huge reaction. But then he came out and did his, um, did his John Cena tribute, um, did the shoulder blocks and the power bomb and the you can't see me, and and that that was big. And then Bianca probably after that, um, and Sammy too. If if Sammy had been against anybody else, yeah, he would have he would have been people would have been really excited and I don't know you know they kind of they kind of threw up what the other matchups were going to be and I Drew you don't I, I can understand not wanting to do Drew versus Randy but but it really I felt like it really hurt Sammy <clears throat> being up against Randy because yeah. you know, this is the first time he's first time he's been here in two years or something like that and and folks were really excited to see Randy Orton, and it, like I said, it hurt. It hurt Sammy's reaction a ton. Yeah, it's just the thing of you hope they have something for Sammy going into WrestleMania, uh, something exciting, or, or give him something good coming out. You know, based on the fact that he didn't have anything going in. Mm. Uh, but also, it seemed like this was the week where they, where they, because of this 
not tournament. <laughs> They're not. It's just the, the qualifying matches. The way they had to set it up, it had to be, you know, face versus face and heel versus heels for if you wanted to get to what they wanted to do in the weeks ahead. So <clears throat> tonight, it just uh, Triple H. It seems like in a lot of his in a lot of his stuff, his shows are themed almost uh, <laughs> accidentally. Like he'll have a finish or a similar finish two or three times on the on the same show. Uh, he loves his... Uh, at one point, he had a lot of faction turmoil, inter-faction turmoil. And tonight's show was just face versus face, heel versus heel, and, you know, let the crowd choose. All right. Um, yeah. Andrew, anything else jump out from the show you want to share with us that, as far as your experience tonight? No, I'm checking. I'm checking back. Um, back over the over the notes, and I think that was about it. Oh, uh, wave! This will this this may have a connection have a connection with you with Minnesota. Um, the the match before the show started oh, yeah. was um, Cedric Alexander, who's who's also also Charlotte, a Charlotte area guy, um, and Gable Stevenson. Oh, out. yeah, talk about how that um, went. And that was uh, it. Yeah, really, really basic. Um, not not much to it, but but Stevenson did win, which which surprised everybody. Um, there was there a little little bit of you know folks were kind of taken aback by that um, early on, and so like I said, not. Not a ton to it. Um, not not nearly as long. I didn't I didn't see him when he was on the NXT show. Whenever that was last year, I didn't watch that show. Um, but but he didn't look bad. But it wasn't it wasn't anything special. Um, and you know it was kind of similar similar to um, to Cameron Grimes. You know, you've got the hometown person, but. But they haven't been on TV in so long. They're they're not getting as much of that hometown excite, excited reaction as you would expect. Who got um, who got more booze on the big screen, Dominic or but, Logan Paul? Oh man, Logan Paul's was louder. Dominic's was more sustained. Yeah, interesting. Um, that tracks. The, uh, yeah. the initial lo- the the initial Logan Paul. Was was probably was was up there with the Rock for loudest booze, um, but Dominic, like I I couldn't tell you anything he said because um, <laughs> it did not stop for the entire it did not stop for the entire time he was on screen. Um, so that that was fun. That was that that was sustained even though he even though he wasn't even though he wasn't there. People still let it go. Cool. Well, uh, Andrew, thank you for calling us up and uh, filling us in on, on your experience tonight. Oh, yeah. Thanks for letting me on. Absolutely. Excellent. All right. Uh, very cool. Uh, Travis, let's uh, bring on uh, Sean from Murfreesboro, Tennessee, who's been patiently waiting on hold. Uh, Sean, welcome. What's on your mind about SmackDown tonight? Wait. I, I, 
I've got so much on my mind, but I know I can't say it all because we'd be here for too long, and that would not be good. <laughs> but wait, it's, it's good to be back on with you, my friend. Travis, it's good to be on with you again, man. How are you? Doing all right. Thanks. Awesome. Um, great callers tonight. Um, I, I'm Wait, I will say one thing. I, I am sad that I missed last week. I'm very sad because that was a fun show. I know it was long, but it was a fun show. And I wanted to say, Jason in Australia, man, I, I, I miss you as well. I know Wade, you talked about that many times. And I, I, I was just glad he's okay. He's, he's around. He's doing good. Good to hear him. I'm glad he's going to be at the chamber. So I'm hoping you could, he could talk to you a lot about yeah, that. Gonna, That'd be a lot of fun. We're going to bring um, him on as a co-host wanted, soon. Good, yeah. good, good. I'll, I'll love it. Love every bit of it. Um, I guess real quick about the press conference last night, I won't go too much into it, but I do want to get a few points across, was I, I do, like, uh, I think Mike was saying, either Mike or Jay, that I do, yeah, I wish Cody wouldn't have said what he said last week, but at the same time, they got through it the best they could, like you were saying, and I, I think they're still in a good spot now, even though, yeah, you know, Rock Roman would have been an epic match, you know, an epic spectacle match. I mean, the match, we don't know how great it would have been, but the spectacle of it would have been, was, was great. You know, you're going to get involved because it's the rock. I mean, he's, but I like this heel way he's going about it now with the, with the bloodline. I, I do. I'm, I'm excited about that. I'm excited to see where that continues to go. And the show next week should be really, really fun. Just having him back on SmackDown again. Um, the, and about the show tonight, I do like – I know I wanted to hear you guys' thoughts, but I, I do like the way – we've been talking about it for a while to make it feel sports-like, and they're doing a really good job of that now. They're showing all the guys coming out before, like walking out out of their cars and coming into the arena, what time it is. Just, It's really cool that they're finally starting to do that, and, and I, I'm really enjoying it. It's making it feel more sports-like, and they're going back to the – to Kayla and to Jack. Even the yeah, even the way they guys. throw back to their interviewers is different, and it seems more sports like, and it seems less over the top and cartoonish with with their react, with the the interviewers' reactions to to certain things. And you know, back to you guys at ringside, Paul and you know Cole yeah. and, and Wade or whatever. So it's uh yeah, it's it's noticeable. It's um it's good stuff. And, and the drone shots of the skyline and the yeah. video, the footage of uh, external outside the arena. So you kind of get a sense of, you know, the atmosphere. I love that. I, I mean, I've been saying AW should do it for over four years, and that's just not Tony's thing. He's not, you know, a, a visual, you know, person in that way. And so it doesn't get done, and it you just have a camera pointed in the arena, and it is what it is. And it looks a lot less cool than what WWE is, has, has suddenly started doing, and I love it. I mean, there's a reason... The NHL and the NBA and Major League Baseball and soccer. I mean, every, everybody does it except pro wrestling and and made no sense for AEW not to do it to differentiate themselves. And now WWE's doing it and they'll look like copycats instead of... Yeah, I was just about to say now it looks like instead of, you know, being uh, uh, with it, they're they're now copying everybody. Yeah. But it's better to, you know... They're not doing it like yeah. ever. Yeah. yeah. Well, they showed the outside of an arena. I think last was it collision last Saturday. I think they did. But yeah, I mean, it's just a little, little bit late. But yeah, it's cool. I like it. Longing for some nostalgia, or maybe you want to learn some wrestling history? Don't miss the '90s Passcast every Friday on the PW Torch Daily Cast feed. Alex and Patrick will transport you 30 years into the past 
by taking you through the torch issue from that very week. Follow news from the WWF and WCW and all the happenings from across the wrestling industry in real time as The Torch reported it 30 years ago. That's the 90s Passcast every Friday on the PW Torch Daily Cast feed. Dude, just all your coverage, man. I know I've brought it up many times. I know you probably get sick of me, and, and I and I, I I get that. But you know, go VIP guys. Like again, you're crazy. Like the audio you've just provided in the last week, just about this whole this whole last week. It's just you get your money's worth. I mean, if you people will say, oh, it's too much money. It's it's not too much money, guys. Nobody I promise that. you, you'll get so much back for what you're paying. <laughs> Honestly, I nobody. I, 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 no, I, I said it if as they a are, they're crazy. John, I said it as a joke, like you know, just because you said, of course, people say that. And I'm like, well, but literally, nobody does. Like, and nev- nobody ever just says, ah, I'm not getting my value. I mean, not everybody stays subscribing forever. People have budgets and you know, waning interest, and that's that's just life. But like, no one's ever said, well, I'd do it, but if it was four dollars less, like people just they're they're cool with it. Anyway, Sean, I didn't mean to <laughs> interrupt yeah, so... you with my joke, but go ahead. <laughs> yep. No. No. Yeah. No, no, you're fine. No, you're fine. I just wanted to, you know, again, bring that out to if people are on the fence. I just want to let them know and keep pushing, you know, that to them if they're a little nervous about it. It's so it's so worth it. But yeah. going back to the show, there's other things about the show I wanted to talk about because we haven't really talked about any of those. Um, with the uh, the tag team match, I, I really enjoyed it. I wouldn't have had, for me personally, I wouldn't have had DIY win Monday. I think there's time to tell that story and I would have just waited on them for a while. I mean, they're, they're, they're getting started to get over again in, in a slow way. I think it's, it's going to take time, but I think they're on the right track. Mm-hmm. Uh, but the match tonight was really, really fun. And yeah. I like what Tyler, that's why they won Monday. Right I, I do you think there's, yeah, yeah. Well, true, true. And also you can't, they can't, it was really good. They but, needed that win. I'm sorry. I, I, they, they absolutely had to win. Even if they were going to turn around and lose on Friday, they had to, be in the be in the number one contender match, be in that banger of a match that they had tonight. Most fair. And then what do you guys think about do you think there's any chance that they win, they beat Judgment Day? I don't think they do, but do you think there's a slight chance and if you if even if they don't at the chamber, where do you what like what upside do you think Tyler and Pete have? Like do you think they can eventually be <clears> champions <throat> at some point down the line? Where do you think they could go as a tag team as a whole? Because I I, I enjoy them. I enjoy their personalities and the way they intermingle together. And I mean, I, I think it's fun. Yeah, I think this might be kind of a peak moment for them. I mean, they're good, but they're going to be they're going to be utility guys, not centerpiece guys. I, I, if they if they end up catching on and crowds react to them, and um, I mean, they're really good, you know. But I might might hunches they're they're going to be ut- utility guys who have good matches now and then, um, and fans like them, but they don't. You know, the machine's not going to get super behind them. That that'd be my guess. What do you think, Travis? I, I agree. It's them. They're the opposite coin of of pretty deadly. Who I appreciated the that they got a bit of a not a reintroduction, but just something something for, for them and to yeah. kind of you know reestablish them on on TV. Uh, they're going to provide really good matches and entertainment value in in different ways, but. I actually think pretty deadly because of their over the top gimmick has a better chance of being a centerpiece, uh, you know, a championship tag team than Dunn and or or Pete Dune 
and uh, <laughs> and and Tyler. Um, Dude, <laughs> yeah, no, that was such a good line. Um, but yeah, no, they're just they're they're good hands. They're guys that can go in and have in the middle of the show keep people in tuned in because they're having great matches. And there's nothing wrong with that formula. Like they're not going to be featured pushed. Uh, a featured push team, but if they can be, uh, they can be counted on to to have good matches, and the crowd knows that, and management knows that, then you know they'll be they'll be fine. Yeah. All right, Sean. What else? And then I wanted you to hear you guys go a little more in depth. I know Andrew, the correspondent, just talked about you know Bailey EO and how kind of awkward it was. I want you guys to talk more about that because I, I want you to hear. I want to hear what you thought about the Bailey promo because it was very awkward to me. I was like, I, I liked the angle they did last week. I liked the way they went about it because she wasn't oblivious and she hasn't been. And I have liked that about this slow face turn with her. But I just feel like her and EO. I mean, EO is a champion. Just to me, they have not done a good job with her. And it's been kind of disappointing. Like, she's the champion, but you don't – I feel like it's so under the radar. And it's so – I mean, which is, you know, could be good, I guess, at some point. But I just I – because mean, we assume Bailey's going to win, and I assume Bailey is going to win. Mm-hmm. But I just – it feels so – I think the match itself will be really good once they get there. But the, the promo tonight felt weird. Just everything about this just feels so – meaningless All right, to me so, right now and it's, it's so, disappointing because these are two really good wrestlers two good acts so nothing about this felt weird i just had to jump in i thought bailey was great the crowd embraced her she was humble and self-deprecating going maybe i don't deserve this and all that but i really was proud of what i did with damage control i thought that um uh, dakota was believable and she made her 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 case um, that she was on Bailey's side. She she gave a justifiable explanation that's suspicious, but who knows um, about why she didn't tell Bailey sooner. Uh, I thought it was one of the that it was well done, and and I think saying that yeah, it's, you know, Io was on your side until Oscar and Kyrie showed up. That's believable. That happens in like high schools and workplaces. You're friends with someone, and then some other people show up and they influence them. And you have this mystery, is Dakota really on Bailey's side or not? She didn't really hit the other women, so it could be a ploy, but maybe not. I, mm-hmm. I thought it was well done. I didn't think there was a moment of awkwardness um, other than, you know, the overacting with the kind of the snickering of Eowask and Kyrie is always there. I don't, I mean, that's, it isn't a, it's a flaw, not a feature, but it doesn't like kill it for me. So that's my kind of quick take on it. I, I don't, I don't really see what was awkward about. Uh, so Travis, I want your thoughts and I'll throw back to Sean to respond. Yeah, no, I I wholeheartedly agree with you, Wade. As far as like, I didn't I didn't feel any awkwardness in Bailey's promo. I thought it hit the notes. I thought she reacted in a, in a genuine way. Like she maybe genuinely didn't expect such an overwhelming response. Um, the awkwardness well, I thought was last week when they had that face off with the pipe and the belt and Neo standing there holding the belt and it <clears throat> weird weird way but no um it's um you understand like why they slowed the story down uh you hopefully you assume they had this moment or at least this season wrestlemania season in mind uh yeah six eight months ago when we're like what's the the back and forth of damage control or are they aren't they and then yeah and then they added Kyrie and, and oscar and it really changed the dynamic and and 
Bailey's had this slow kind of. I thought in the last two two months or so that Bailey needed to be because it was pretty obvious where they were going. But I thought they needed to have Bailey a bit more. A, a bit less I thought they were going to run into that thing of oh you're baby face because you got thrown out of your group like that's not exactly the yeah. best start to a to a baby face yeah. turn so I thought they needed to do some things to before the actual turn or before they actually threw her out to to kind of uh establish that she's not an idiot that she's yeah. kind of uh got things you know, she sees things. She she's just hoping for the best, sort of like Dakota's promo. Like plan was there's, working. I just there's a little aspect to this. It's kind of like Cody saying, "Just not at WrestleMania." And then a week later, oh, we didn't say that. Or a few days later, like with Bailey, it's sort of like, "Ah, fans are gonna like her." We probably can't fully explain or justify why you're supposed to like her. We just know you will because the other, you know, hmm. the the other part of the group are just going to be so obnoxious and they're snickering and people are going to relate to that and they're going to feel sorry for Bailey and forgive right. her. And, and I the think, game I th- tactics, the fact that they have the numbers. Yeah. So, I mean, I think they can get away with it, but it is a flaw in the story in that sense that, that you know, why are people cheering Bailey when she her whole goal is to be obnoxious all along and it was only in recent weeks she really started milking the sympathy. So, you know, I mean, I, I you know, I give them a little bit of slack here and, you know, creative license to, you know, I mean, maybe they're, because it's not, it's not wrong to say the baby face shouldn't be turned on and then you cheer them because the heels didn't want them. This just didn't feel like an instance of, of where there was a, another obvious way out that would have, or another alternate path that would have made a difference, a big difference in the landing place. Uh, uh, Sean, uh, you can respond to that if you want. Um, any, yeah. Thing you want to add? yeah. No, I mean, that's fair. I mean, to me, it's like when, when they turn on you, but you don't see it coming. That's when I, I feel dumb. Like, I mean, if you see it coming, at least I get, like, at least she's a, not oblivious to it. Like, yeah, I don't like that they turn on her and she's a face all of a sudden. Like, I don't, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. I just, at least she wasn't totally dumb and just had no idea it was coming. At least she had an idea. Mm-hmm. And so then it's like, okay, what's going on? Like, I mean, I get that part of it, but I wish she no, said one more line in Japanese. I <laughs> Instead of just like oh, just half a yeah, sentence, you, you know, to yeah. kind of prove she knows the language yeah. or at least has a understanding of it. But yeah. I, I get what they were going for. I'm just being right. picky. Sean, uh, if you got one more thing, I do need to wrap up pretty quick here. Oh, you're good. Um, I just want to say, well, I just want to, why don't you talk about this, like the match itself? Because, like I said, I wish this match was higher on the I know it's not going to be I mean I know Becky Rhea is going to be a bigger match of course because it's Becky and Rhea but I just feel like hopefully the bill can be good you know to this because I think it, there could be a good story behind it and hopefully they'll tell a, a good one because yeah. I'm still a fan of Bailey and I think she could be a really good face coming up here soon so wait I appreciate you man Travis cool. you're the best appreciate you guys thanks, thanks, thanks Sean yeah Travis do you think Bailey is going to be like a mega over baby face or just a popular baby face who has a run with the title but not not at the top top level. Like, what's her what's her twenty twenty four looking like? It, uh, she, I think, if I had to put my money on it, I'd, it'd be the latter. That she's just going to be a, a good, popular babyface champion for for the next three to twelve months. Mm-hmm. Nothing uh, wrong with that. Yeah, and yeah. but I did not expect her in twenty twenty when she was doing her ding dong stuff and when she when she kind of elevated her heel turn during the pandemic I didn't expect that out of her mm-hmm. so 
who knows? We're sitting here four or six months from now, like, wow, this Bailey run, I didn't expect. But I think we we know her limits, and uh, I think she has a ceiling. But yeah. but who knows? Yeah. All right. Um, I'll uh, throw one email in, and then we'll sign off here. Uh, um, BJF from St. Helens, England says, Hey, Wayne and Travis, do you think that given the We Want Truth chance that they should have given him a slot in the Elimination Chamber, even if he doesn't win? Also, go VIP. Best podcast ever. I miss Mike and Andrew, though. Bar of soap for life. Um, so, Travis, yeah, talk about our truth and your thoughts on his character and his popularity. And did they miss out yeah. by not having him in, in the chamber for comedy or is no. the match too serious? And you know, it's, wanna... it's too big of a match. Um, Even a qualifier? To, Does that to waste it? a qualifier. You can't do that. Yeah. Like, yeah. Yeah, you don't. Um, uh, the only way you can do that is if he's facing uh, a judgment that yeah. the only person in his case it would be he'd have Dom. to wrestle Dom yeah. for the spot, and Dom mm-hmm. could beat him, I guess. But I, I still, because you're still you're sitting there going, how did he? What did he do to qualify for this match? Yeah, yeah. Like he, he qualify through the qualifier. Like what gives him exactly? Yeah. You know, yeah. No, no. So I, I miss. I, I almost said the same thing. I miss. Like. I don't know. <laughs> in this match but okay fine yeah yeah uh all right anything else you want to bring up Travis? no uh i think we hit we hit all the high points and yeah uh, and all medium points too. <laughs> sounds good all right uh thank you travis bryant thank you listeners uh we'll talk to you all next invite you to email the show with feedback or questions or comments that email address is wade keller podcast at pwtorch.com that's wade keller podcast at pwtorch.com also welcome your feedback on twitter you can follow us on twitter at pwtorch and follow me at the wade keller that's at pwtorch and at the wade keller searching for more great pro wrestling talk then join me jason powell host of the free weekly pro wrestling boom podcast Each week, you'll hear the latest news and analysis from me and my team at ProWrestling.net along with other Pro Wrestling Media members. Plus, the Pro Wrestling Boom podcast features long-form interviews with notable names in the pro wrestling industry. Subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, Downcast, and all your favorite secondary apps, or visit us directly at PWBoom.com. Once again, that's PWBoom.com. Thanks for listening to our podcast. Did you know we also have a website? pwtorch.com daily news updates editorials and my live tv coverage covering raw dynamite and smackdown and my live pay-per-view coverage for wwe and aew create a tab or bookmark make it a daily stop visit us throughout the day every day to keep up on breaking news and more that's pwtorch.com need an extra dose of positivity in your wrestling podcasts well come join me, Alan Forel, over in the Progress Paradise at Peter Torch VIP as we bask on the bright side of wrestling and focus on some of the great matches and shows from around the world, be it the US, Japan, Europe, or Mexico. 
There's always a place for wrestling's past in the Paradise too, and we've done fun historical shows such as the We Love Liger series, celebrating the glorious career of Jushin Thunder Liger, and our I Was There When shows, where our guests will join me to talk about a classic bout that they were in attendance for. We love variety, and you can expect lots of it at the Pro Rest Paradise. Detailed PWF Torch VIP subscription information and a list of all the VIP benefits is available at pwtorchvipinfo.com. And yes, all VIP podcasts are compatible with popular podcast apps on iPhone and Android devices. Or you can stream them directly from our ad-free VIP mobile site. See you in the paradise! One way that you can help us sustain our schedule of putting out podcasts throughout the week is by giving us a 5-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Just go to Apple Podcasts and look for our Wade Keller Processing Podcast and Wade Keller Processing Post Show and give us a five-star rating. We hope you think we've earned that score with our fast turnaround times and our quantity and quality of wrestling analysis throughout the week. So take a moment out for us and do us a favor and give us a five-star rating at Apple Podcasts. That helps us on search returns and helps us grow. And if you want, you can add a few comments about what you like about the programs in the comments section. Thank you so much. In 2012, NXT transitioned into the developmental system and ultimately the brand you see today. On the Torch VIP podcast, NXT Eight Years Back, we'll be taking a weekly look at this page in NXT's early history. Join Kelly Wells and me, Tom Stout, from PWT Talks NXT every Saturday as we go eight years back to the day to track NXT's rising talents and why they did or didn't work out, exclusively for PW Torch VIP members. A PW Torch VIP membership doesn't just give you ad-free access to these shows and a ton of other VIP-exclusive podcasts throughout the week, but you also gain access to our unmatched, vast library of wrestling history, our contemporaneous week-to-week coverage through our Pro Wrestling Torch Weekly newsletters dating back to the late 1980s, along with streaming and download access to hundreds of retro radio shows from the 1990s, including some of my interviews with wrestling's top newsmakers in the 90s, and also our podcast library dating back to the year 2003. There's no larger longer-spanning pro wrestling podcast library than that that comes with a PW Torch VIP membership, now approaching 20 years of podcasting. Go VIP and dive into our post-pay-per-view roundtables, our coverage of some of your favorite eras of wrestling, top-name long-form interviews, and special format podcasts that we've done throughout the years. PWTorch.com slash GoVIP. We have a streamlined sign-up form, and you can pay with PayPal or directly with your credit card or debit card. In one or two minutes from right now, you can be a VIP member and diving into our library, pwtorch.com slash go VIP.